Have you ever wondered why Spain, with the exception of the Canary Islands, shares the same time zone as countries like Germany and Italy? If we look at a map, we can clearly see that geographically speaking, it should align its time with Portugal and the United Kingdom rather than with Central European countries. So why isn't it like that? To understand this, we need to go back to 1940, when dictator Francisco Franco decided to change the Spanish time to be in line with Nazi Germany. And this, like many other of his decisions, keeps affecting our daily life even decades after. But how can this happen? And more important, what's Franco's legacy in today's Spain? This is Elena Oset, and you're listening to Giri's No Home, Spanish politics for expats. Bienvenidas, bienvenidos, welcome to Giri's No Home. In today's episode, we'll delve into a past that's more present than ever. We're discussing Francisco Franco, Spain's dictator from 1939 to 1975. You'll get to know how he got to power, and then we'll explore how his presence still lingers in Spain and why this continues to happen. For this part, we've invited Juan Miguel Vaquero, a journalist specialized in historical memory and human rights. We've used AI tools to translate his opinions into English for all our non-Spanish-speaking audience. First of all, let's take a look at the Spanish Civil War. The conflict began on July 17th, 1936, when a group of military officers led by Franco staged a coup against the elected Republican government. The main conflict involved two major groups. On the one side, the Republican faction included socialists, communists, anarchists, and those who wanted progressive reforms, secularization, and greater autonomy for regions like Catalonia and the Basque Country. On Franco's side, the nationalists were a coalition of conservative right-wing forces including monarchists and the Spanish fascists called phalangists. They aimed to maintain traditional values, the influence of the Catholic Church, and a centralized Spain. The conflict ended on April 1, 1939, with the victory of Franco's nationalist forces. Franco then took the title of El Caudillo, the leader, and proclaimed himself the head of state, head of government, and commander-in-chief of the armed forces. This marked the beginning of the longest dictatorship in Europe, which persisted until Franco's death in 1975. Franco was buried in the Valley of the Fallen, Valle de los Caídos in Spanish, a colossal mausoleum located near the city of Madrid. The site was constructed during Franco's rule and was intended to honor those who died in the Spanish Civil War. For many years, it became a place of pilgrimage for far-right and nationalist groups. In fact, it wasn't until 2019, until the leadership of the Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez from PSOE, that the Spanish government chose to remove Franco's remains from the Valley of the Fallen and relocate them to a private family crypt. This was a big step in helping the victims come to terms with their past according to many historians and experts, including Juan Miguel Vaquero. I'm not sure if it was absolutely necessary for it to be a televised event with all that pomp, showing all the opposition and giving such importance to the Franco family. In mass graves, I haven't seen anything even remotely similar to that. But well, anyway, these are necessary steps. They are also brave steps. That very little time before, 
Very few people would have thought that it could really be done in this country, because it was something untouchable, and they are steps that a democracy has to take, they are taken, and nothing bad happens. We can continue evolving and becoming a normal country. Imagine, just a few kilometers from Berlin, that Hitler was there in a Nazi mausoleum. It would be astonishing. It would be unbelievable, right? It couldn't happen, and here we had it for a long time. Vaquero has also published several books about Franco's legacy, such as El País de la Desmemoria, which could translate as the country of oblivion or forgetfulness. He argues that there is a collective amnesia regarding Franco and his dictatorship, a phenomenon that began with the Spanish transition to democracy. Unlike other dictators, such as Hitler or Mussolini, Franco passed away peacefully in bed in 1975. Before his death, he orchestrated a smooth transition to preserve some of the principles and institutions that he had established. In fact, he declared Spain a kingdom and selected Juan Carlos de Borbón as his successor. The very powers that held authority during Franco's era would also oversee the transition. We are talking from the legal spectrum to the police, the political spectrum. Franco's ministers found one of the biggest parties in the country, the party of the traditional right, is founded by seven of Franco's ministers. That in itself is an anomaly. Also, the imposition of a monarchical state, which we still have, also comes from there. It is curious because even the coup plotters themselves were not monarchists, they were republicans to a large extent. But here it is done in opposition to the past. Franco himself imposed the monarchy as opposed to what existed before the coup, the republic. So the monarchy we have today is a direct heir of Francoism. During the transition to democracy, there was something called the Pacto del Olvido, which translates to the Pact of Forgetting in English. This included providing amnesty to political prisoners and protecting those who had committed political offenses during the Franco era from prosecution. The pact also included an implicit understanding that the past will not be extensively investigated or litigated. Yes, it is also quite striking that indeed, in the parliament at that moment, they were literally speaking in those terms, a pact of oblivion. That means to leave everything in a drawer, right? No, it cannot be done, it is not healthy. Right now we see how one of the first lawsuits filed by Carlos Vallejo, one of the people tortured by Franco's police, has just been shelved, well, not admitted for processing, in fact. The amnesty law continues to guarantee impunity for the criminals of the dictatorship. In 2007, the Spanish government approved the Historical Memory Law, which included the recognition of victims, the removal of Francoist symbols from public buildings, and the identification of mass graves from the Civil War, and Franco era. In 2022, also under Pessoa's mandate, this law was improved under the name of Democratic Memory Law. In this process, between one national law and another, there have been many regional laws that were making more progress than the 2007 law. Well, this has been an absolutely slow and belated process, which does provide 
a sort of guarantee for those rights that the victims of Franco's regime need, require, and are entitled to, as well as the entire society, because we also need to be aware of this reality. But the opposing voices are there, and they continue to attempt to infringe upon the rights of the victims of Francoism, and therefore of society as a whole. We have a clear example now, seeing that right-wing governments, supported by the far right, are already dismantling memory laws, as in Cantabria, for instance. It's clear that Franco's time in power still affects Spain. Proof of that is that Francoism still has a big impact on Spanish culture. Symbols and expressions of support for Franco and his regime can still be seen in protests or, for example, in religious processions in Andalucía during Semana Santa. It's not just because it happened relatively recently, but also because the government is still figuring out how to deal with it. While some laws aim to promote peace and reconciliation with the past, there are also influential groups that resist these efforts. On top of that, the rise of far-right movements in Spain, which is happening in other countries too, makes it even harder to come to terms with the past. However, and here I'll offer my perspective, if Spain wants to keep moving forward as a democratic nation, it's important to look back at its history. What do you think? Did you know who Franco was? Do you see any similarities with what's happening in your own country? Don't forget to leave a comment or share this episode with your friends and family and keep learning about Spanish politics.